0: Good morning, and peace be with you. We have announcements this morning that uh, Bob will do here momentarily. I'll give him time to come up here, and, but I want to make an announcement that we have a, another uh, blessing today uh, because Linda and Allison Yabuki will be taking communion for the first time here at Reformation Lutheran Church. So we're very excited to have you at the table. So, um, that's all I got that's fit to telling here, so come on up, Bob.
1: Good morning. All right, it's a happy day for us all. So this month we're going to go. Uh, the missions is the money will go to the Lutheran Met- Military Veterans Families Ministries. Uh, they help provide free Christ Center care programs to veterans, m- uh, military, and their families. And the big one today, Sit and Be Fit, will be uh, will not be meeting this Tuesday. Uh, I'm not quite sure the reason we can see Ashley, but in consultation with management, I've been told to nix that one. Um, Bible studies, uh, please bring your Bible and join us on Tuesdays at noon, I believe that's still on, correct? Yes. Okay. And we have the council meeting coming up next weekend on Saturday at 9.30, and all are welcome. It'll be over in the fellowship hall. Um, Worship assistance, the new worship assistance schedule uh, now through August is available on the table in the North Ex, and we are all grateful for who, everybody who serves, but uh, we, as always, we could always use more help, especially in the areas of prayers, greeters, l- ushers, lectors, uh, community assistance, fellowship counters, and altar guild. Uh, music, we uh, are grateful to have Nick's presence this weekend, uh, this Sunday. Um, and if you have any uh, areas uh, or songs that you'd like requested, uh, please see Ashley and, and uh, see what we can do to accommodate that. Um, the homebound, please consider reaching out to those who are unable to attend with us. Uh, there's an updated list uh, of addresses and phone numbers in the North if you if you'd like to help out with that. It, Whose whose birthday is it? Where? Missed that one. That one wasn't in the instructions. You're following along better than I do. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm new to the job. What do you want? Uh, They don't pay me enough. Bev Abinson is uh, on August the 7th. Jane Longino is August the 7th. Alberta is August the 10th. I hope she bowls well. Pastor Ken, August the 11th. And Adeline Yabuki, August the 17th. So. Oh, well, I don't see him. Um, Hank and Doris Amundsen, uh, August the 12th. And. If you have a prayer request, uh, please submit it to Ashley uh, through the blue cards that are in the front of the, the fuse. Thank you, and hope to see you next weekend.
0: that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, Comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, though we do not deserve your goodness, still you provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may acknowledge your gifts, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
2: morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 1 through 5, and this can be found on page 1148 in the Pew Bible. Isaiah 55, 1 through 5. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting everlasting covenant with you my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples and a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Next, we will read Psalm 136, verses 1 through 9, and continuing to 23 through 26, it's printed on page 6 in your bulletin. Psalm 136, 1 through 9, and 23 through 26. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his love endures forever.
0: Give thanks to the God of gods, his love endures forever.
2: Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever.
0: To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever.
2: Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever.
0: Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever.
2: Who made the great lights, his love endures forever.
0: The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever.
2: The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever.
0: He remembers us.
2: (coughs) And freed us from our enemies, his love endures forever.
0: He gives food to every creature, his love endures forever.
2: Give thanks to the God of heaven, his love endures forever. The next reading is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 9, verses 1 through 13, and this can be found on page 1758 in the Pew Bible, Romans 9, 1 through 13. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. It is not as though God's word had failed, for not all who are descended from Israel are Israel, nor because they are his descendants are they all Abraham's children. On the contrary, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. In other words, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. For this was how the promise was stated—at the appointed time I will return and Sarah will have a son. Not only that, but Rebecca's children were conceived at the same time by our father Isaac. Yet before the twins were born or had done anything good or bad in order that God's purpose in election might stand, not by works, but by Him who calls. She was told, The older will serve the younger, just as it is written Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
3: Amen. Amen.
0: Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from St. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 through 21, and can be found on page 1520 of your Pew Bible. Matthew records, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. And as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves for some food. And Jesus replied, They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Well, we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. And bring them here, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves and he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, the verses that precede the gospel today tell us about the death of John the Baptist. And you may recall that Jesus and John had a special relationship. The language in the Bible is not quite precise enough to tell us whether John and Jesus were first cousins, third cousins once removed, or something in between. Regardless, they were related in some way. John was also the forerunner of Jesus. He was the one who pointed to Jesus as the Messiah. And further, many of Jesus' disciples began their religious training as disciples under John the Baptist. So Jesus and his disciples, they had every reason to grieve Over John's death. Then the preceding verses also tell us that Jesus and his disciples had been, well, insanely busy for quite some time. They were all tired and they needed a break. It makes sense that Jesus decided to take his disciples across the Sea of Galilee to a wilderness area. They needed to grieve for John, and they needed to take a breather from their heavy workload. Today's language, somebody might say they needed to unplug, or back in the day, you might say they needed to Recharge their batteries suffice to say they needed a they needed a little vacation a little time away But the crowds the crowds had other ideas for they watched Jesus and his disciples pull away from the shore and It didn't take them long to figure out their destination They did a, a quick march double time around the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. And when Jesus arrived at the other shore, the crowds were already starting to arrive. They wanted, they needed more teaching from Jesus. And so Matthew described the situation as Jesus stepped out of the boat in this way. He, when he went to shore, he saw a crowd and he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. Now, we know that during Jesus' state of humiliation, he never, ever used his divine power to help himself. On the other hand, he often used his divine power to help others. You see he could look into people's hearts who came his way and he could see that they were spiritually starved. And then there's a, a parallel gospel to Matthew in the gospel of Mark. And Mark tells us that the people in Mark 6:34 he describes them they were like sheep without a shepherd. Their total spiritual helplessness is what affected Jesus so profoundly. He saw the many tragedies that sin had brought into their collective lives. And as Jesus came ashore, we see the kingdom of heaven at work. As God reigns through Jesus to heal the sick, to reverse the corruption that that sin brought into this world. And as Jesus filled the spiritual emptiness of the crowd, the day wore on. And soon the disciples began to think about the physical emptiness of the crowd, that people were starting to get hungry, and that those folks will soon need to eat. So we have to give the disciples credit for thinking of people's hunger. And they came to Jesus, as it's written, and they said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away into the villages and buy food for themselves. Now, on the other hand, it seems as though the disciples think that Jesus cannot or does not want to do anything about the crowds need for food. And of course, Jesus knew there was no need to send the people away. And so he said so when he said, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. Now here's an opportunity for the disciples to shine. They could have said, okay, Jesus, what do you have in mind? But instead they said to him, We have only five loaves here and only two fish. Now, this might make a filling lunch for a little boy, but not for more than 5,000 people. And we once again see that the disciples failed. They failed to rely on Jesus, and they tried to rely on themselves and their own wisdom. The disciples had been with Jesus for quite a long time now, and they still don't seem to understand that when he asked them to do the impossible, he has a plan to show them that with God, nothing is impossible. So after the disciples clearly showed that there was no natural way for them to feed all these people, Jesus showed them exactly how they could give food to all those people. Jesus instructed the people to arrange themselves in an orderly fashion. And the text tells us that there are 5,000 men plus women and children. Now, children never, ever ventured this far from home without their parents. And women, especially women, had to be careful not to get caught far from home without an escort. That would be a father, a husband, or a grown son. The people would naturally arrange themselves into families. Then, As though they were all part of his family, God the Son gave thanks to God the Father. He then gave the food to his disciples, and his disciples gave the food to the fathers, and the fathers gave the food to their families. And we read that all ate, and all were satisfied. And then Jesus had instructed his disciples to feed the people and then he provided the food so that the people could eat their fill not just a snack they ate their fill. And in today's gospel Jesus worked through his disciples to fill thousands of empty stomachs. But today today he feeds us through farmers Through wholesalers, grocers, and the people who transport our food from place to place. Jesus healed the people in the crowd. Today, Jesus gives the gift of healing to people. And they go to school and they become doctors and nurses and pharmacists and so forth in order to bring God's gift of healing into our lives. You know, in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. But it's not just bread that we're talking about, petitioning. Martin Luther asked the question, what is meant by daily bread? And then he answered with these words. Our daily bread is everything that belongs to the support and the needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, field, cattle, money, goods, a pious spouse, pious children, pious servants, pious and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, discipline, honor, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Jesus regularly works through people to bring us the things that we need. All the people who bring God's daily bread to us are God's answer to this petition. Just as Jesus delivers daily bread through people, he also delivers his salvation through people. Jesus earned our salvation by bearing the punishment of our sin when he hung on the cross. And as he hung on the cross, he took away our sin and he gave us his righteousness. He has promised to give us eternal life with him, and his resurrection from the dead is the sign that he keeps all of his promises. Now, the only problem is is that he hung on that cross and he rose from the dead outside of Jerusalem almost 2,000 years ago. How does he get his forgiveness and the promise of eternal life from the first century Jerusalem to the 21st century Westminster, California. How does he do that? The feeding of the 5,000 is not just an event in the life of Jesus. It does not just show us that with God nothing is impossible. It also shows us A picture of the way that God serves his people through all of the ages. Jesus did not walk up to every person and hand them their fish sandwich wrap one at a time. Instead he gave the food to his disciples to give to the people to distribute among themselves. This is the way that the Lord does things. He does the miracle, and then he distributes the gifts through his disciples. Jesus gave his eternal gifts to his servants, the apostles, and the apostles gave the gifts to us in their writings. And the book that we know as the Holy Bible, well, the church has passed this down from generation to generation. People have died so that we can have the writings of the prophets and the apostles. And it is through those writings that Jesus Christ passes his gifts on to us. The gifts that he earned for us on, on the cross. The gifts of forgiveness. The gift of life. The gift of salvation. So, for you, when fathers teach their children to pray forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, they are taking the very forgiveness that Jesus earned for them on the cross and they are giving it to their children or their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren. And when pastors pour water on us according to Christ's command, they are giving us Jesus himself along with the water. And when pastors bless the bread and the wine according to Christ's command, they are giving us the very body and blood of Jesus himself along with those elements. See, God reigns through these simple actions. And because God reigns, his kingdom is here now. And as Jesus himself often preached, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The feeding of the 5,000 teaches us that Jesus cares for our every need of both body and of soul. And as we hear that Jesus blessed the food and he gave it to his disciples, we learn We learn that Jesus cares for our needs by working through the people around us. So, the next time that you are stuck behind a slow-moving farm equipment, or more in line with Southern Orange County, the next time I'm preaching to myself, I find myself in traffic behind slow-moving group of trucks and travelers flying in formation across all five lanes of the 405. I need to remember, and you do too, that, that is God at work making sure that you are getting the food that you need to sustain your life. In fact, there are farmers right now There are drivers right now that are delivering food, farmers that are raising the wheat that will be ground into flour that will make those little bland crackers, wafers that the pastor blesses. And those bland little wafers that transfer the risen Christ into your mouth. You see, God has a habit Of working through ordinary people, through ordinary things, to give us extraordinary gifts. And may the Holy Spirit give us eyes to see God at work in the ordinary. In the name of Jesus, amen. Stand if you're able. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page three. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Let us pray for the whole church, the Church of God in Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. Father, your steadfast love is gracious and overflowing. Teach your people to look to you in every need, to be thankful for everything that you give them and to know that no danger, no trouble or hardship can ever separate them from your love in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, Father, we give you thanks that you have blessed us beyond what we deserve and given to us your church Bless all pastors and church workers in their service to us in your name and bless those now considering and preparing for church work. Lord, in your mercy. Father, your Son miraculously fed 5,000 and satisfied them. We thank you for all that you provide to support our bodies and lives. Make us content with what you give, that we may not covet or turn elsewhere for what comes from your hand alone. In your mercy. Father, we are richly and daily surrounded with your love and care. Give us eyes to see your mercies new every morning and grant us grateful hearts that we have received we may generously share with the needy and your church. Lord, in your mercy, Father, daily, you bless us with abundance and freedom. Bless those who defend us from our enemies, who serve us in the government, who protect us in our communities, be with our president, Congress, our governor, and our judges and magistrates, that they may discern the right path and lead us with honor and integrity. Lord, in your mercy, Father, visit us in your compassion. Deliver the sick from their infirmity, the troubled from their afflictions, the grieving from their sorrow, and the dying from their fear. May all who cry to you receive grace according to your will. Lord, in your mercy. Father, Your steadfast love and mercy are forever, but our faith is daily tested and tempted. Give us strength and endurance that we may not despair, but have confidence in your sufficient grace within your word and sacraments. Lord, in your mercy, O Lord, let us seek you while you may be found, call upon you in the day of salvation and be prepared by your mercy for the day of judgment through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, Take and drink, this is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let's now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us Forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. The sacrament of the altar is a means by which grace is imparted to you through ordinary elements, using the word, using The Holy Spirit combined with your faith to deliver grace, forgiveness of sins, salvation, and rescuing from sin, death, and the power of the devil. This is what we confess. If this is your confession, then come. The table is prepared, and the ushers will bring you forward.
3: body praise, Christ given.
0: Nothing is impossible for God. Now the benediction, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, may the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our sending hymn is Shine, Jesus Shine, and it is on the back, the last page of your bulletin.